Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Pixel Hunt. My name is Malcolm Cano, and I am your host. And joining me, as they always do, is uh, Mr. Michael Carl. Hello. Mr. Jim Baker. Greetings. And a special guest for this evening, one Mr. Tyler Durr. Hello there. Hi. Um, so, again, for those of you who are new to the show or joining us for the first time, we talk about all things video game and video game related. That is to say, critiques, news, controversy, and we've got a lot of controversy for you today. Um, we will start it, though, how we normally start it, uh, with some of the new releases that are coming out. And now things are starting to pick up because... This week, we've got uh, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, coming out tomorrow on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, I'm excited. We got FIFA 19 for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PS3, 360, and PC coming out on the 28th. Dragon Ball Fighter Z is coming out for the Switch uh, on September 28th. It's, it's looking to be a good time. Forza Horizon 4, Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise is coming out on October 2nd. And Mega Man 11 is coming out on the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC October 2nd. So, it's all in all, it looks like it's starting to pick up some of the releases. Um, I don't know, are you guys excited or especially excited for anything in particular? Anything that's coming out Like, within the next, uh, ne- in the next couple of weeks. You know, I don't know. I haven't been really paying attention to releases, True. so I can't. Been too deep. Maybe yet. I've been intentionally avoiding them. That's fair. You want it to be more of a surprise? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I could relate to that. I mean, I feel I have so many games as it is already that I've barely been able to go ahead and start. It's just overwhelming if I keep track of all these other new ones coming out as well. Yeah. To, to pay attention to all of them means that you have to spend more money and I don't want to do that. Exactly. So you put on the you put on the the, the economy blinders. Yeah. Stop yes. you from spending too exactly. much to protect my wallet and bank account. Right. Yes. So I don't Exactly. Um I'm and... looking forward to the uh yeah. the the two, the first one you read off on the list. Life is oh, Strange 2. Life is Strange, yeah. yeah. Life is Strange 2, episode 1. I do agree with that, actually. I only got to be able to play the first episode of Life is Strange 1, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a strong first episode. It was it was fantastic. And and it's an anthology series, so we these are new characters. It's a whole new setup. Oh, is this the one about the little kid? Captain, uh, yeah, the, the, yes. Yeah. The Awesome yeah. Adventures of Captain Spirit. Yes. Yeah. That's, exact- That's the one. Oh. Oh. Makes me so happy. Um, yeah, it is one of those games. Life is Strange actually managed to do a really interesting, like, coming-of-age tale that was cool, but I don't know. I feel like they they really went in an interesting direction with their narrative, their narratively-driven game. Speaking of narratively-driven games, uh, well, look at that segue. Um, we, uh, we were hit with some really abrupt and alarming news in that Based on a press release and several tweets from developer Telltale Games, they are officially closing up shop. Um, this, it, yes, this came about um, right after the release of The Walking Dead, like uh, the final season, or at least they released a new chapter of it, and sales were not going well, and the developer kind of, out of nowhere, told the entire internet that, there was no longer going to be uh, Telltale Games. And they proceeded to then surprise layoff uh, 250 or 225 of their workers. 
keeping on a skeleton crew of 25 people at Telltale to finish one final project. And do you know what that final project is? It's so depressing. It's, it's Minecraft Story Mode Season 2. Perfect. Yep. That's the <laughs> final game. I that thought we- they, are, didn't they, they already made that, didn't season they? Season 2. Or yeah, no, not already... the next iteration of it. But so it's three? Yeah, essentially, yes. So oh. Minecraft Story Mode will be the final thing that we see out of Telltale. Awesome. Uh, and this it, it is this is terrifying, and it it, it has shocked a lot of people. Uh, I I did I was doing a bit of research uh, these past couple of days, and like Jim Sterling was talking about it, Polygon was talking about it, Kotaku was talking about it, like IGN. Every everyone was was kind of going in and f- trying to figure out reasons of how this happened. And I thought, why should they have all the fun? We're a weird student-run radio program. We might as well jump in there as well. Uh, so tonight... Give our very important perspective of course, to everyone. That everyone who's listening definitely <laughs> cares about and wants to know. Um, but we did want to try to provide... I, I did a little bit of research and I looked into some of Telltale's analytics based on Steam sales. And I have uh, some information there that we might be able to talk about. But I also... I like I'm a huge fan of Telltale. I know Mike... You've played your fair share of Telltale games. I don't know about Jim. Have you? No? I looked at their product list earlier today, and I don't think I saw a single thing on it that I've actually played. Okay. And Tyler, have you? Yeah, I've played a decent amount of their games. Uh, I've played a little bit of the Walking Dead games. Life is Strange a little bit. That was. Uh, they're not Telltale. Oh, wait. Life is Strange is not Telltale. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, well, it's similar to, li- to yeah. uh, Telltale. Similar, Sorry. yes. Sorry. Uh, let, me, let me correct myself then. I played the Walking Dead... I've also played uh, Tales from the Borderlands, yeah. and perhaps another one I can't quite remember currently. Sure, um, and so uh, I, I've played a, a few of them, including Tales of the Tales from the Borderlands, some of the Walking Dead, and um, I've seen. I think I've watched playthroughs of almost every single one of their series, except for like the Game of Thrones one, even the Minecraft. Uh, yes, and oh, really? but I it was a very oh, yeah. yeah it was a very specific walkthrough in which the people doing the walkthrough hated the game and would do nothing but say horrible things about the game all throughout the playthrough. Mm, um, may I ask who? It was the the super best friends, uh, mm. super best friends play, and like I, I really like their content, and I don't know why they why they did that story, but yeah. they they kind of build it as an a, a just a ever-growing uh, trash can fire. Right, and that was that was the thumbnail, I remember. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was big an actual dumpster. dumpster fire. Exactly. Was, was half of the thumbnail <laughs> for every video. <laughs> and so I, I just was like, oh, this is kind of funny, and so I watched that. But what, what I think I really wanted to kind of boil down and talk to were some of the reasons that people are giving for why Telltale is closing down and how these are larger issues to the video game development community as a whole. So one of the, the top reasons that people stated that they weren't able to, to make it was a severe amount of burnout uh, on the developer's part and on the uh, player's part. What had initially happened was that Telltale, when Telltale came out with The Walking Dead, when the, with the first Walking Dead, it eclipsed, it, it did so well that all of, Tell, all of Telltale's other combined Steam sales can't come close to how much the first Walking Dead Telltale game sold. Honestly, that that first uh, Walking Dead game, though, 
That was definitely some of the best storytelling I've seen in a game in a long time, though. Yep. It sold, apparently, it sold between 2 million and 5 million copies on Steam. Which, and, but that is also, that doesn't, that also count, that's just total copies sold, which doesn't. On Steam. On Steam, excuse me. And there were physical copies. Exactly. For it's, we, all consoles. It doesn't account for physical copies. Yeah. It also doesn't account for, um, you know, getting them in a hum, hum, humble bundle or whether or not people purchase them wholesale or what. Um, but, like, the, the first Walking Dead blew everything else out of the water and is actually followed by The Wolf Among Us, which sold 1 million to 2 million. Um, that's the other one yeah, I played. The Wolf Among Us, which actually I have a story about The Wolf Among Us. Uh, oh yeah. That we will get to when we when we hit a certain other point. Um, but one of the 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 big issues with Burnout was that they their timeline, if you look at it, got really insane. Where it start, so they released one game. They released like The Walking Dead in 2012. They then released. Um, hold on a moment. Let's see. They released, yeah, they released The Walking Dead in 2012, and then from there, they did Poker Night 2 in 2013, Wolf Among Us in 2013, The Walking Dead Season 2 in 2013, Tales from the Borderlands in 2014, Game of Thrones in 2014, Minecraft Story Mode 2015, uh, The Walking Dead Michonne in 2016, Batman uh, in 2016, The Walking Dead A New Frontier in 2016, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in 2017, Minecraft Story Mode Season 2 in 2017, Batman Enemy Within, Within in 2017, and then Walking Dead the final season. So it went from two games a year, or one game a year, to two games a year, to three games a year. There, uh, But none of the games ever sold more, or even combined sold more, than when they just published one game a year for the, with The Walking Dead. Um, so they were producing more games and getting less, uh, fewer sales. From, from those games. And it ended up like... Apparently from accounts within the company... They were in a constant state of crunch. Which is to say... That developers were constantly being pushed... To finish projects. Uh, were being given IPs... Doing work... And at all costs finishing that work. Um, and it led to top management being burned out. People who at the top of it... Really couldn't take the, the, uh, the amazing... The ridiculous amount of workload... And instead opted out and quit. Um, and it's really... It, it was one of the reasons that a lot of people thought, well, it's a problem, especially for young developers who are fresh out of college and want to go and make a video game uh, that would get kind of picked up by Telltale and Telltale would then like leech the life out of them and use them, burn them out, and then move on to the next group of people that were coming in. And I would like to, to state that this isn't necessarily more... This is partially on the developers but it is also absolutely on the other side of it and the the publishing side of the games and the fact that they were really pushing a lot of ips they had no and that this is another thing but i don't know what do you guys think of, of their volume did you ever like i was always i i remember when when tales of the borderlands came out and i remember when batman the batman telltale series came out and it was one of the first times i was like eh. That's it's it, I I don't I don't really want to see that and also it's been it hasn't been that long since I played a Telltale game. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It feels kind of like an oversaturation at this point. Right. Just like the amount that they put out just doesn't pique my interest anymore. It's 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 also sad because they saturated their own niche market. Yeah. There was no no one else was doing Telltale style games. 
It Hence was the fact that we call them Telltale Ex- games. Exactly. The the people the, were, I think, but not like them, which was very easy to animate games. The cell shading. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the cell shading, which is why they could crank out these games so fast, and why they never really improved improved visually. But I think games like Life is Strange were always based off of what Telltale succeeded in doing. Just kind of the bringing back the point-and-click adventure, yes. almost, yeah. in a way. And, and sort of bringing it forward and changing it a little bit. Because they actually used to do Sam and Max games. Um, right, yeah. yeah. Huh, didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, before they were successful. Yeah. And they, they, they did... They did one other series, they did Mon- too. They also they did a revamp of Monkey Island. They did Monkey Island. They did Back to the Future. They did Back to the Future and Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic Park is hilariously bad, and <laughs> so is Back... The Back to the Future one just looks horrifying because the models are, like, off... They look awful. The Jurassic Park one has some of the funniest fail-state animations that I've ever seen in a video game. It's so funny. Just like, what do you mean fail state animations? Oh my gosh, when you'd fail a button prompt and like ah. things would happen to you that looked hilarious. Yeah. Like like heavy over. heavy rain levels of like, oh my gosh, this oh, is no. very funny. Do you have an example by chance? Sure. Like in um <laughs> in one of the Jurassic Park in the Jurassic Park game and I only know cuz I watched a playthrough of it. I did not play the game, but in the playthrough, you're running away from some falling rocks and if you don't do the prompt you like slip fall and unceremoniously like this giant rock just like falls on your character like almost akin to like a wily e. coyote scene and it's so it's just like i remember seeing that and just being like wow this that didn't match the tone at all oh man just might as well be an anvil i know it just it, like you i heard like you could hear the cartoon twang and like bang, <laughs> as it hit the print i was like oh my god what's going on or like when the when the tyra- like the Tyrannosaurus Rex just like eats your character whole. <laughs> You're like, what? It's it's just it's ridiculous. It's really really ridiculous. And how and old so, is this game? Oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. Pretty old at this point. 2009 or 10 probably. Uh, Back to the Future was in 2010. Uh, Jurassic Park was in 2011. Oh wow. Oh, it was after. Yeah. Wow. So it was just before they made Walking Dead. Yeah, it was right. Just shows how much of it, like, it was such a miracle that they got that Absolute, IP and the, were able to... To, to... to help, it's like the, the user rating for Jurassic Park was 30%, oh, and yeah. the user rating directly afterwards for The Walking Dead was 95%. Yeah. Where it's like, they, they shot up to the top of the charts, and everyone, and suddenly, it was like, oh man, 2K and Gearbox are, are trying to, like, they want their IP to go through the Telltale machine. They want, you know, Game of Thrones. Imagine Game of Thrones coming to your door and being like, hey, you want to make a, a Game of Thrones Telltale game? And there's a reason that, and I think as a result, their own success spelled a really, a, a big problem for their studio, which was that, like, it it focused solely on other works and using other works to create their, their bulk. There was nothing that I was like, ah, oh, that's the Telltale brand. That's their stuff. And we've seen, um, we've seen some problems with cross-genre adaptation, especially from movies before in games, and we've talked about it here before. That's true. Um, and I think that probably was contributing to some of the like floppage they had. Like, I don't know how you would adapt 
uh, like the the actual movie storyline from Back to the Future or yeah. Jurassic Park into a point and click. It just it doesn't work. It was early yeah. on, definitely that was their issue. They struggled. They couldn't a lot. get IPs that worked with the format they developed. Exactly. Which, but then it kind of hit its stride. And actually, one of the most unlikely games that became kind of one of their smash hits was The Wolf Among Us and Tales from the Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands especially, because it comes from a, a first-person shooter, hyper-aggressive, like, really bombastic series. And it's how really gameplay-heavy, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How do you take that and turn that into a, a, a successful narrative series? And it's easy. You just take some of the best voice actors around and really good writing and, like, a really interesting QTs in action and good comedy... And you, you make a great game. Um, you make that sound so simple. I know it was so easy. No, it's actually, and that's I, I, I do admit that I'm viewing this through rose-colored glasses because I think that um, I think that up until about uh, what is it, The Wolf Among Us, and right up until about the uh, the Tales from the Borderlands, I think those were the best games that Telltale put out. Because it, it had the high, some of the highest quality writing, highest quality voice acting, uh, story. It, it just it, it was firing on all cylinders, and at, I think at its peak showed what the Telltale formula could do to a to an um, to an intellectual property, um, and it, it was really amazing. And unfortunately, it seems like that that went too far. And I, I feel so bad because in the past month. Uh, like the voice actor for the Wolf Among Us released a video that was like, "Yeah, you Mondays keep asking about Wolf Among Us season two. Well, now it's coming out, and this is not gonna oh. happen." They were working on a Stranger Things game too. Oh, yeah. Well, are you sure it's not coming out? Because I could have sworn I read something that said that's gonna be one of the last things they push. If they do, then great. I'd, I'd be I'd be very happy if they did. They all I know is they have a skeleton crew to finish their. Mm-hmm. Their obligations. Yeah. I know one of those obligations is Minecraft. I remember seeing a <laughs> gif of the Stranger Things Telltale, and it was frightening. Really? Well, yeah, just the, the animations for, like, uh, I remember it was Will and his mother, and it, it looked like their eyes were just, like, bulging out of their head and peering right into your soul. Yeah, that's um, that's another problem. They that haven't we're... improved graphically since 2011. Exactly one of the one of the biggest issues with the entire Telltale series was that and this is what caused a lot of people and this was a, a constant critique of Telltale was that they never updated their um they engine. never updated their engine never updated. It was literally the same exact cell shading, the same physics, the same gameplay except for like sometimes there'd be some new QTEs. But for the most part like they they never cleaned up or changed their engine. And I, I, I think that spelled its, it spelled its doom because it made there was so buggy and glitchy and would result in <laughs> some of the worst, like, oh. So on a scale of perfect to Mass Effect Andromeda on release, gotcha. how buggy are we talking? We're talking like actually like a six or a seven. Whereas if, if a 10 is perfect and a one is Andromeda on release, it's like a six or a seven where for the most part, the game it worked fine, but when it failed, it failed spectacular. We're talking disembodied head heads floating around, sequence breaking that would shoot you like ricochet you up and back, forward and back in the story, and would break 
all forms of immersion. So like Bethesda-esque. Yes, but except in Bethesda, where it's an open world game with a ton of different variables, Telltale had a linear game with what... Where <laughs> that's the only path, or there's only a few paths you could have taken. It's like a, a roller coaster that you didn't bother creating certain parts of. It doesn't make any sense. You only had to build those tracks, and and then suddenly there's just no track, and everybody in the carts is like, yeah, yeah. It, it's like uh, what is it, roller coaster tycoon, where it's like, yeah, and suddenly someone just decided to just send them off, delete part of the track while I was on it, <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike, why'd they do that? You and I were playing The Wolf Among Us, and this is like we're this full anecdote. But as we were playing, uh, we were in the last chapter, and we hit this weird continuity bug. I don't know what happened. We were playing it on, uh, we were playing it on PC. Yeah, and and we 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 hit this continuity error. That okay? What was the first thing that happened? So first of all, to clarify, yes, we were playing this. I think four years after release. That's correct. So I, I just think, we picked it back up, and I was like, oh, "I'll play The Wolf Among Us again." Yeah. So like, the problem isn't just that these games are buggy on release; it's that they also never fix them. Exactly. Once they release all these products, they're just finished. They don't do anything. They don't patch it. They don't update it. It's just out there. So that's the first problem. So we're playing this game four years after release. I think the first thing that happened was one of the dialogue options broke. Right. It said, like, this. there's no... Op- yeah, yeah, it said, like, this choice does not exist we for like, every choice we, we could have made. Right. Th- this choice is blank Yeah, this something. choice is blank. And we were like, Yeah, and we're like, what? okay. So you could keep hitting each button to, to make a choice, but nothing would happen. It would just reload the choices again and say, this choice is blank. And then it just cut to black and went to a loading screen and went back like a full two hours to yep. a section we had already played. And it was like a scripted sequence with QTEs. We'd already done it, and we were so confused. But the QTEs were broken. Exactly. Like, even within this cutscene, it we're, was out of order. And like so sometimes hit, the models wouldn't show up. Yeah, like the models would be busted, things would be flickering, and when you did a QTE, it would, like, skip the actual animation of the QTE right. that's supposed to happen. Yeah, and so it would just, it would just cut like, around the scene. <laughs> it would just have the character freeze and, like, the QTE <laughs> would happen. Yeah. And the player models would, like, just move around. Right. Like in that ridiculous, that Mass Effect video where it's just, like... Oh, yeah, like yeah. the T-posing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't that broken at first. I think it was... At first, we were a little confused. Right, we were thinking it was still kind of working. We were just like, oh, it must have broken out of sequence. Yeah. Okay. But then the, the character jumped through, like, a stained glass window. Yes. That was supposed to be broken. And it didn't break. But it, it, it wasn't, because, like, the character that was supposed to get thrown into the window didn't get thrown there. So, like, the main character just jumps through a window, goes right through it. Right. We're like, oh, man. And then from there, it just started bouncing around the game like it, crazy. It became, like, a surrealist nightmare where we ended up in, like, a bar where, like, the main character model body hadn't loaded in. It was just a It was a just floating a floating head. head. That and was his, just... his hair wasn't there either. Yeah. And it was just... And so unmodeled. <laughs> then followed by like the the person we were supposed to talk to. Every all of the end of, all the NPCs didn't have bodies, and they were just floating heads running around. And we were like, "Oh my god, this is this is amazing!" And we took a video of it just because it was it was such a uh, uh, like it was the one of the hugest bugs I've ever seen. And then we restarted the game, and it happened again. And we were like, "Okay, 
we we found it might be permanent. It might broken. be permanent, and so we what we did was allowed the one or the main character to die. So we allowed that to happen, and that hard pushed us forward to the end. Yeah, so that worked. It was it was so messy and so just like oh. So here's the thing that I suddenly want to see. I want a development company called Told Tale Games to put out games where when you first load in, they appear that broken. And by playing through them, you slowly restore the universe to the point where you uh, can actually like access the story and go through it normally. Pony and Island. You learn like what caused the breakage as a function of like it happening in the world. I'm like something gonna... broke the world in the world. Jim, you should play Pony Island. You should play You'd Pony like Island. You'd like Pony Island a lot. Okay, I don't know what that is. You'd that's love it. Basically, it's it. a it's okay. a story about ponies on an island and that's all you need to know about it. Oh, you've sold me. Yeah, it's just ponies. Oh. Beautiful ponies. Oh, you guys, yeah, you guys both need to play it. That's Actually, all I need. Yeah. Just ponies. And that's there's no there's no deeper meaning. I it's want just, a pony. It's just ponies. But it is Retweet. We are at the 30 minute mark and you know what that means. Guys, it's time for the weather. So guys, it's 55 degrees in Iowa City. It's cold, it's dark, it's evening time, but let me ask you guys on your way in here, what did it feel like? I think you already know my answer. Yeah? I do not do well here if it's below like 60 degrees. That's fair. I'm, I'm not liking this weather so far. So if you were to, if you were to give a number, so the, the actual temperature is 55 degrees, but what did the temperature feel like to you when you came in? Ooh, I'd have to say it's pretty accurate. Like I'd say around 55. Can you get... Any number you can give me? or I mean, he could 50, just go for 55. 57. 57? I'll go 54. 50. It's 58. Congratulations, Ooh. Tyler. Yes. You are, normally, gyms are our winner, but congratulations. You got it. Why, thank you. Yeah. It's because my stupid phone has this arbitrary real feel thing where it, it the real feel of what it feels like outside yep. is just, like, ridiculous. Well, I think it's supposed to, like... Pretty much explained, like, the wind chill. Sure. I suppose. Wind chill plus humidity plus random other factors. Like the sun. Like the sun. That's not out. (laughs) Reflected (laughs) moonlight. It is somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The weather app is like, there's a sun's out there somewhere. It's just sleeping, man. (laughs) That's true. It's gone behind the flat disk of our planet. Helios Helios has retired his chariot to the garage for the evening. It'll be back out in the morning, though. Yeah. He parked it At least illegally. <laughs> in the um, IMU ramp. Exactly. He's going to leave that there overnight. <laughs> that would explain a lot what for us trying to park. That's why parking's so full. Yeah, oh, it's the sun. The um, entire chariots, like the stable of chariots of the gods are just parked at the top of the ramp. You're like, ah, oh, come on. Just trying to get to class. Um, but yes, thank you for listening to The Weather. And this has been The Weather. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Back to the the beautiful, horrible breakup of a beloved company. Um, this the 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 problems with the in-game engine were. I think Mike, you summed it up best when you said that it the problem wasn't that it was broken on release; it was that it was broken four years forever after release, which shows that not only were there was no there was no damage control. Once a game was put out, that was it. Yeah, you, you had to move on to the next IP. Right. Because then you had to start creating something more. You had to make another series. And they either denied the fan base the ability to get into the code to fix these things for themselves, or 
just never had the kind of fan base that could do that. Because, like, Bethesda games, you can pretty much rely on the community, at least in Skyrim, to say, here is an entire slew of mods that make this game actually playable oh, look and at that. really oh, amazing. Yeah. 100%. That's for virtually all the Bethesda games I've seen. Apparently, Telltale either denied their players access or just didn't get the right kind of players. I don't think that they opened up... They, I didn't think they made their... Um, their engine open source because i also think if they had made their engine open source uh i think the fan base would have made better games they i is that like is that really the worst thing though i mean economically obviously it is actually that's that's the other thing that uh, a lot of people are 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 pointing out and saying like oh youtube walkthrough or yeah youtube playthroughs or walkthroughs ruin telltale's games i disagree i actually think they had the opposite effect and caused a lot of people to see more Telltale games and be more aware of them. I'll be honest with you, when I went to go watch a a playthrough of the Batman Telltale game, it wasn't like I was on the fence about buying it. I just, I wasn't going to buy it. So I was like, but I was like, I still want to watch it. Um, I I don't... So you were curious about the game. You just weren't willing to go ahead and shot the money. I knew I wasn't going to buy it. Like I I was like, I saw the game coming out and I was like, no thanks. But I will watch it because I am interested. And I did talk about it. Um... Yeah, I, I don't think that that had as much of an effect as they as they let on. And I think that there were there's a lot more there than just simply YouTube walkthroughs, uh, you know, biting into their numbers. Because I still would argue, like, the Walking Dead Season 1 was... Walkthroughs were all over the place. Uh, people... When that game came out, people... Were, everyone was doing a walkthrough of it. Um, and it's their best-selling people game. People still buying it. Yeah. And so I, I would point to that and say, like, okay, if that's the case, I, I don't think I don't think that is the case because it, that game sold so well, and it wouldn't like why were we lo- why were there so few purchases after that? And yeah, you can actually that's another thing is that as the man Minecraft story mode. All right, so like, do you want to take a wild guess as to how many how much Minecraft story mode sold? Uh, how many units it sold on Steam? Mm. So if the uh, like the Walking Dead sold uh, two to five, uh, what is it? Excuse me. Uh, the Walking Dead sold. It was like five million copies. Two to five million copies. Okay. Okay. Two, two to five million. Two to five million. They can't estimate between two and five million. That's what it says here on Steam Spy. It's a three million gap. Yeah. What? <laughs> Okay, so I would guess that Minecraft probably made like a million, a million copies. I'd guess less. I'd say maybe three hundred grand. Mm. I'm gonna try six hundred thousand. It was two hundred thousand to five hundred thousand. So yeah, Jeez. right around three hundred thousand copies, Man, about I'm on, on Steam. Roll. Yeah, it's you're getting real good at the number guessings. Um, <laughs> it's definitely way less than they expected. It is much less than they expected. It's yeah. a startlingly small number. Um, and I think this, that, at its heart, is the reason why Telltale uh, eventually fell. One, like, And for, um, what is it? For Game of Thrones and for Tales from the Borderlands, it was 500,000 to 1 million copies. Like, again, the problem was that all of their releases, although they became more frequent, weren't, like, they just, they didn't even come close to what they had before. There is also the joke that everyone had of such and so will remember this. The, that stupid meme of like, okay, we all know how a Telltale game works. And I think that this played to its detriment. Because 
everyone got hip to the system real quick. Well, Lots of people figured it out. That actually um, makes me remember something that I was thinking about earlier. Um, regarding the gameplay and stuff like that, I think people realized, at least in my experience, it felt like a good amount of the choices didn't make that big a difference on the game. Honestly. Exactly. Exactly. It was just an illusion of choice, Ugh. is what it felt like a good amount of the time, in my opinion. Morrigan disapproves. It, yes. Well, but that's the problem <laughs> is that in that game, I would almost argue that, like, does that. Does, do you think it, that suffers from the same thing? Or, like. No. No, there's I mean, actual honestly, consequences. That's, that right? system, A, had act- definite actual consequences, especially with Morrigan. Um, but, I mean, it also had more transparency to it. Like, you you had a meter under each NPC that said, this is how much approval you have. You need this much more to get to the, like, permanent max level. Exactly. And just, just for clarification, you're talking about Dragon Age Origins, correct? Correct. Good. Good that's, game. That's the one where Morgan is actually a party member. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I know she shows up in Inquisition, She I shows believe. up in Inquisition, but she's not a party member. No, yeah, you don't have no. to worry about approval with her. It's a right. shame. I liked Morrigan. I honestly much rather would have had Morrigan than um, the in, the Night Enchantress lady. Oh, uh... Vivian. Vivian. That, I'm not going to finish that sentence because that's yeah. a very bad word. Good. Yes. Good, good job. Good ni- Nice I one. I also about let something <laughs> slip. <laughs> um... It's a razor's edge here at Pixel yeah, Hunt. It really Emotions is. run high <laughs> ah. here on Pixel so, Hunt. So many, like, we... Thankfully uh, not at one another, thank, just at the yeah. stuff we're talking also, about. Also, thankfully, yeah, because this is a family-friendly program. <clears throat> well, yeah. <laughs> Don't keep that, keep your hex and your fricks away from my family-friendly radio show. Yeah, I currently have all six of my children running around the studio <laughs> as we speak. Yes, this is true. <laughs> it's amazing nobody can hear them on I air. Know. And the, they're very well behaved. The, the dampeners are really something. Don't uh, worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> they're they're actually just tied up with damp towels. Yeah, okay. the, the dampeners. <laughs> uh, shh. No need to worry about those dampeners. But I don't. I I do think that Telltale should, or Telltale suffered a lot from that, and specifically from uh, just incredible incredible high frequency of games. Constant crunch time on their developers, uh, a high rate of burnout, which then w- moved into uh, Telltale uh, not being able to produce or not being able to make enough money. In fact, like with each release, they made less and less money, um, and it finally culminated. And there was uh, there were allegations of a toxic work environment in which it was very hard to, like, HR didn't do its job very well. There were uh, alleged uh, harassment allegations that were in there that certain, um, what is it, higher member uh, executives were taking advantage of lower, uh, of people lower down. Um, And all this kind of culminated in Telltale quietly bowing out and saying, we can't, we're going bankrupt and we can't do this anymore uh, goodbye, everyone. And in le- surprise, laying off 225 employees. There were some employees that found out about the layoff via uh, video game news outlets reporting on the layoff. Um, there were employees that had moved to the California area to work at Telltale that had oh. just been hired five days prior to this that had were immediately fired. I think at that point, aren't they like... Deserving of compensation? According to the United States uh, WARN Act, the WARN Act, from 1988, uh, certain like large companies need to give their employees at least a 60-day uh, heads up, uh, and they need to provide severance, and they need to provide... And 
There, there's currently a class action lawsuit that's been started up by a former member of Telltale stating that we didn't receive any due process or notice and we need to be paid like all 225 employees need to, if they win this in court, Telltale will have to pay out 225 employees wages for 60, for the 60 days it would have taken for them to have had decent warning. Uh, and a lot, we've also seen a lot of developers uh, reach out and say, hey, if you worked at Telltale, come work for us. Uh, Randy Pitchford was like, come work, come to uh, Gearbox, I think it was, or 2K, or I forget where Randy Pitchford is. Uh, not not Gearbox, I don't think. Maybe he is with Gearbox. Randy Pitchford was the one involved with Colonial Marines. Oh, yeah. So, was that Gearbox? That was, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was okay. Gearbox. Yeah, so then Randy Pitchford. Oh, Randy. <laughs> oh, Randy. Yeah, he's the, the C- he's the CEO at Gearbox Software. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it, it is... It, yeah, exactly. It is one of the things where... Uh, so, a lot of people have reached out and said for Telltale developers, if they were got laid off, that they have a job there, that they should apply or come to this meeting... Um, but if, if this class action lawsuit goes through, it's going to get really messy because Telltale doesn't have money anymore. They don't have the money. They, they apparently only had the money to support a skeleton crew of 25 employees working on a single final game or potentially final game projects. Um, well, as it is, I, uh, if they lose that lawsuit, Telltale Games, they might have to go ahead and just... Uh, liquidate their assets i guess well, th- I, that's the thing is like what assets are there to liquidate there's it depends what kind of company they are i haven't checked that's a good point they might they might have to go ahead and liquidate their houses their cars uh, i don't know uh, it, it is and this is honestly this has turned into it's it's a complete surprise and it's been and it's turned into one of the one of the messiest meltdowns of a development studio that i think i've ever seen it is like it's it's not bio it's not like bioware levels of bad or like other or what is it what are some other ones that have uh, pandemic uh, pandemic or other ones where they slowly kind of like whimper out this one essentially like telltale uh kind of hit this critical mass and is now just exploding all over the place they're just oh and the horrifying like carcasses of these once of this once great studio is being like just eviscerated well, as oh. someone who's not invested, well, not 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 necessarily invested, but um, part of Telltale in any way, I honestly hope that those workers who are laid off get the justice they deserve because that is that's illegal. Yes, it is. <laughs> that is highly illegal. Uh, you you need to pay your workers, and you also need to you need to give them uh, what is it like due warning when you before you fire them by surprise. Um, that would be the ethical thing to do. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, but that do it they did not. We are actually we're going to take a quick moment to listen to a word from a sponsor and we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Um so yeah. I I don't know. Do you guys think that what so one of the one of the big things that that we've seen with this is uh people asking like who who is to blame? Why like what? What led to all of this? Why are we? Why would uh, Telltale wait this long? Or how could you know this wasn't? Uh, why did this come about so quickly? 
Now, I, I just wanted to kind of extend. What do you What are you guys' thoughts on this? I think there are a lot of factors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> there's quite a few. And yes. And it doesn't sound like it did actually happen quickly. I mean, the reveal was was abrupt. Yeah, yes. it's been happening for but a while. But this has been in the works for sh- at least six years now, by yeah. the sound of it. Like, the the acceleration of their development schedule is a huge part of this. I'm sure the acceleration of the development schedule contributed to the toxicity of the environment, which contributed to the employee turnover rate, which, I mean... It's just a big This domino. could have dominoed in any number of ways. Um, and I don't I don't think it, you know, fast is a good word to describe this process. Fair it's enough. just we are not like we weren't privy to the buildup until Right. I well, we're still not, I when guess. It, I, I, I should you're right. I, I when I say fast, I mean specifically the layoffs. Like the layoffs which were like the the employees were surprised by it. So that that is definitely on the the management um, yes and that should not have happened like who i don't know who made that decision i don't know who's in charge over at telltale but they got some serious splaining to do to to borrow from some old tv shows yeah and i got a second what jim said earlier uh, i think most of the problem did come from management over at telltale one way or another i, yeah. I feel like trying to push that aggressive a development schedule means you're not really gonna allow your developers the time that they need to create something that actually has meaning if all they're doing is okay here is our formula let's break it down into its components and then layer those components over every person's ip that is willing to knock on our door you're not actually going to be creating anything new or anything cool or anything fun. I was watching, and this is kind of unrelated, but I was watching um, YouTube videos about like the the fall of Disney's uh, 2D animation studio. Mm. And it seems like a lot of the same thing happened. They had a couple of really successful things. And then their management team pulled those apart and said, okay, let's take these pieces and go apply them to whatever stories we can get our hands on oh, it's almost like hey bioware why don't you go take over like we'll we'll send the b team on it how about that or yeah. like pick apart what what works and exploit mm. it yeah and ah. it doesn't it, that's not how this works the creation of the really good games is kind of an art form and you can't put that on a development schedule cough cough knights of the old republic cough and expect it to come out looking pretty. You can't say these are the things that are successful. So if we throw these things in with this other IP, we're going to get a good game and we can develop it on this schedule. And it doesn't work like that. You have to give your developers time to make something that is unique, that fits with the IP you're sliding it into. Or you're just going to wind up with a bunch of games that don't sell nearly as well as the thing that generated all this hype in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, according to, and it's the saddest thing. I looked up the company profile and it says number of employees is 25. They've already Ooh, yeah. they changed it. Yeah. They've already changed it. Um, so apparently that the, their last major investor pulled out uh, as well as a, a uh, Korean mobile game publisher pulled out the day before the announcement came out. So it seems like they were in a final they round of funding. Aware. 
like the, it came down to a final round of funding to convince investors to to invest in them, and it didn't work, and that's it. Right. They had nothing else. So the, or, the investors were aware before the employees. Yes. Yeah, that's what I the was executives and the investors uh, were aware. Right. Yeah, which is definitely part of the problem. That's that's not you cool. Have, that's a little sketchy. You have a lot of internal problems. At, what I read it as is a really small company, which they were initially. I'm sure it probably was about 25 employees when they started before Walking Dead. Uh, I bet. So they were when they were founded. Uh, they were LucasArts employees. So in March 2004, wow. yeah, they. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. The company's initial goal was to develop a new Sam and Max game in an episodic format. Yeah. So the first, their first ever game, t- the first ever game they released with the Telltale tool was uh, Texas Hold'em Poker. That was the first game they ever released. And it just showed off their engine with a couple of players sitting around and occasionally they would move and say things and do things. And what's, it's what eventually spawned uh, Poker Night at the Inventory 1 and 2. Those were that's actually Telltale's core game. I have seen a Telltale game. I've oh. seen you play that. I did play that. I do play that. It's a poker simulator, but it's got it features uh, like Glados is the dealer, um, and you've got like Wait, the, the Gl- heavy from TF2. Gl- Glados from Portal. Yeah, the voice voiced Glados is the dealer, Ooh. and the heavy and Brock Samson from the Venture Brothers, and <laughs> uh, what is it? Um, the guy from Evil Dead. Uh, Ash? Bruce Campbell, Ash. Ash yeah. Williams is there. Uh, Sam from Sam and Max. Max from Sam and Max. Um, Strong Bad from Strong. It's like an indie game. From the internet. Yeah, from the internet. Um, what is it? Like uh, Claptrap is in there. Oh, lovely. Yeah. There's just a bunch of, yeah, they it, it, the poker games. and But they kind of aggregate. It's essentially, it's a poker simulator, but it is kind of like, they just tell stories and make jokes. And it's just good writing of different media franchises interacting with one another saying things so yeah given given the nature of that game i think they must have been a small company yeah they started because with... that was when they could only grab characters from certain games most of them pretty unknown some of them owned by them and they made a poker game out of it it was like an experiment to see yeah. what they could do with characters that already existed and put their own creative spin on it. They must have been a small company. The t- and so, then they unexpectedly exploded. Yeah, so the team of down. Telltale Games in 2007 was Chuck Jordan, Jake Rodkin, Dave Grossman, Daniel Far, uh, Daniel Farhan Herrera, Doug Tobacco, and Emily Morganti, as well as a demo version of Sam and Max Save the World. It was like six or seven people in 2007. Oh, wow. yeah. So yeah, you get that much success with Walking Dead. I assume their first thought was we we found what we need. Exactly. And we need to expand now and as quickly as possible. We need as many IPs so they as just, possible. Like, well, and, and people. Exactly. And they just let in a ton of people and a ton of teams to be working on a bunch of games at once without really making their product sustainable mm-hmm. at all because they obviously didn't have a sustainable fan base for one. Well, they were also, Once yeah. people played them, they weren't going to go back to them. Exactly. They died. And they didn't work on them at all afterwards. Yeah, there was no, there was no maintenance or updating of the games themselves, which is right. kind of key in the modern market. I yeah. also think And that, they had no variability. Yeah, and the lack of a modern community also uh, probably spelled a bit, like a big issue. 
Because with a mod, if there had been a modding community, and if you could have potentially included um, uh, your own voice lines or your own dialogue trees, or even had access to the or, engine, or even just a restored content mod Ex- where yes. you know you fix the stuff that's wrong, right? Yeah, uh, I, I think the lack of that it, it it created an incredibly mortal project where like each piece of software they release after like. Like you said, after it was released, it would die, and the audience would die along with it because there's no sustain whatsoever um, with any of these games. It right. had, if you will, a very short half life. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry, I got Half-Life a little excited 3 there. Confirmed. Half Life Three triple confirmed. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Dropping God. out of college. Oh boy. Yeah, gonna drop out of mom, dad. I'm gonna drop out of college to. Confirm Half-Life 3. <laughs> you know, what would, What do you think Gabe Newell would say if we went to him and said, hey, we have a great idea. No, he would say, get away from me. Stop it. You, you're you not the first. This Val- has happened so many times. Valve doesn't work in threes. We don't. I'm, do- I'm aware, yeah. Don't it's a shame. Not anymore. Left 4 Dead 3, please. <laughs> it, you, you know, if it ever does, in fact, come out, it will not have the number three in it anywhere. It'll have a subtitle. That's a good point. I... I I, I struggle yeah. too because I, mm. so yeah, they, uh, it was really just a series of licensing deals where they, they, it, yeah, you're right. It exploded out of it. <laughs> Telltale's breakthrough success came from licenses, from licensing the comic book series, the walking dead and fables in association with Warner brothers. And Allison anticipated that the walking, like they, it, it became a 20 to $30 million franchise. That uh, something that they had never seen, but uh, what is it? The game sold 1 million copies in 20 days and exceeded 8.5 million episode purchases in 2016 for The Walking... Or, or in 2013. And this is for The the Walking Dead. Um, yeah. This was an episodic game, too? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's not helping there. It, it, it absolutely blew up their spot. And they were like, we... We got a... They had never achieved this success before. And it seemed like afterwards they scrambled heavily... To get whatever, like whatever licensing deals that they could, and whatever people they could, exactly. And, and it was like, hey, you, young, way too fast in terms of expansion. I think they pushed too hard, and they, they I, honestly, they, they Icarus'd. They, they Icarus'd yeah. super oh, yeah. hard yeah. all Not over really. themselves. They caught an updraft and then couldn't <laughs> maintain it. They kept trying to stay in the updraft until they ran out of atmosphere. Yeah. And then the cold, crushing vacuum of space imploded their spacecraft. And reality. <laughs> and it wasn't actually a spacecraft, it was just wings. Yes. They're wax wings. Indeed. Yeah. No, well, no. Space was fine. Wax just would get solidified by being really cold. It was the re-entry that hurt. God. Well, I mean, that's, that's if you survive the vacuum of space. <laughs> um, I mean... There's a, there's a pretty fiery something coming back down through the atmosphere right now. It's so. a pretty fiery corpse covered in wax. <laughs> <laughs> and that is... Yep, and Telltale's fiery wax-covered corpse is screaming <laughs> into the Atlantic as we speak. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh at that. Uh, but this metaphor got a little away from me. No, Sorry about that, we, folks. We now have an episode title on the podcast. Speaking of which, if you, if you want to listen to any other episodes we've done of Pixel Hunt, you can find us online on SoundCloud and actually coming to the iTunes podcast store and the Google Play podcast store. Got to make sure, got to get us on there. But... Nice. Um, 
If you do like what you hear, and for those of you joining us at the top of the hour, you are listening to 89.7, or KUR, KRUI, 89.7 FM, Iowa City, Iowa City's former sound alternative. Um, and you're listening to Pixel Hunt, a show about video game news and controversies. I'm your host, Malcolm Cano, and joining me is Michael Carl, Jim Baker, uh, Tyler Durr, uh, and we're talking right now about uh, Telltale and how the game development company that brought us narrative-based like games, point-and-clicks, a new era or type of uh, narrative-focused games, uh, <laughs> and how it, its horrible descent from greatness is similar in, in a part to Icarus and the... <laughs> Man, just the wax, the waxy corpse. The careening corpse covered in wax. (laughs) Wax covered corpse. Burning as it crests the horizon. There we go. Such a beautiful image. Um, We've gone from Helios' chariot to Icarus' fiery descent. Where else are we going to go in Greek mythology tonight? Find out soon. Yeah, exactly. If you like Greek mythology and you like video games, you're in the right place. Also, if you like out-of-hand metaphors. Yes, really out of hand metaphors um so actually so in february 2015 lionsgate had announced that they had an investment within telltale to produce a number of super shows a hybrid interactive work combining television and video game elements which can be distributed through non-traditional channels such as through streaming services and the first super show planned is an an original intellectual property that telltale had been developed that telltale had been developing that is said to have been able to take advantage of the format Unfortunately, Lionsgate pulled out after investing $40 million into Telltale and this super well, show hybridization idea. Well, hold on. Sorry. Uh, let me, correct me if I'm wrong, but is Lionshead the developer that made Fable? Lions, Lionsgate. Oh, excuse me. It's Lionsgate. A, a film company. My bad. Lionsgate. Excuse me. Yeah. Lionsgate, the, okay. the film company. And they, were, they, had interact, uh, they had invested into Telltale and, good lord, Lionshead, what? Well, yeah, Lionsgate. Um, did you say Lionshead? I think he did. Oh, really? I, I, heard I heard Lionsgate every time. Right. Oh, well. Maybe. <laughs> Guess I'm losing. Oh, Tyler, Lionshead. I'm losing my mind. Guess um, I'm sound blind, too. <laughs> yeah. Sound oh, blind. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm color sound blind. <laughs> Don't um, But yeah, they... Um, God. And so they were going. they were initially going to create this hybrid super show on streaming services like Netflix... That would have combined streaming and video game elements into a show. Oh, but never mind. That's never going to happen now. Stop thinking about all the cool I, things they could have done. I can't. Would that have worked though? That's, no. That's that's but like it would have been they amazing. Tried, I remember they tried to do interactive movies in like the nineties. Yeah, where you'd be like dial whatever. Yeah, yeah. You would go to a theater and they'd give you like. A remote control with four <laughs> buttons on it, and essentially the audience would vote. And I remember reading something something Roger Ebert wrote, which about is like this experience, the kitschiest. Yeah, yeah, he, like, he's just like this is awful, and also he hated video games. He so. does. Yeah, Roger Ebert, known <laughs> so video like, game yeah, hater. Yeah, so, so 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 went on to like rail about how video <laughs> games are horrible and all this stuff. <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, it sounds like a terrible idea, and I agree with him. But also the video game thing, he sh- he was incorrect about. Yeah. And it actually, like, they were, it's it's so sad that Telltale was making an IP. They were making their own intellectual property. They were doing the thing they needed to do. And then, and then it's all gone. And it's just like, it, 
it, it is, it's so, mm. God. Yeah. And so it, it had, it suffered so much throughout its, especially in the later years. Because 2014, through around 2014, I'd say, uh, yeah, 2010 through 2016 was kind of the, the age in which Telltale really took off. It was after the success of The Walking Dead, and they were just going left and right and making all kinds of things and making moves. Um, and now they're, they're disappearing. And, and it's really, it is a shame because it's, we're losing, well, that's the other thing. I don't think that we are losing the Telltale format. I don't think we will lose it because it's already, we've already seen too much of it. I think in a in a way it will live on in other one in other game studios to come. I think, yeah, other development companies will pick up the pieces of their formula that were successful. But I mean, when we look at it, was there really that much to their formula that was successful? Like The Walking Dead did really well and its storytelling was amazing, but was that a telltale thing or was that a walking dead thing? yeah or yeah or was that um, was it the comics it was based off of exactly yeah. rather both. than or that. was it I, I think it was a mix of both but i i think what telltale really n- showed us was that it, it's a it's an experiment in what to do with an ip and the transformative ability of a of a development studio like i think any studio if given the right voice actors writers and de- and developers can produce Really, like you can go, cro- you can take a genre and make it something else if you have a competent force. And I think Telltale showed us that. I really like the the poker night at the inventory yeah. idea. Just the it's fun the way that you can pull these characters together who have no business being anywhere near one another exactly, and have them interact in ways that shine a little bit of light on both of their settings. Yep, in new ways. That's why I love um, that game, even I though love, it's a poker simulator. I love having, I love listening. Like I, I did not want to play the poker because I am awful at card games, I, as you can attest. Right. Well, that was the thing. It's like I, the the side effect was I learned how to play poker well. But, <laughs> but listening to Glados talking to Claptrap about yeah. their respective existences as robots in their settings was actually really cool and unexpectedly enlightening and that was kind of amazing and i think one of the things that i mean a lesson that can be drawn from what we've seen from telltale is you don't necessarily have to tell and you probably shouldn't try to retell the main story of any ip that someone gives you with a game like this with with this kind of game you should pull back and do something a little bit more restrained and something that kind of tells a background story that maybe ties in a little with the regular story of the IP, but mostly just deals with how people exist in that universe. Yeah, and I I, I am hopeful that in the future people will be able to to really to look at that and to learn from what Telltale did and try to steer away from where Telltale went wrong. Um which is to say don't burn out your employees. Yeah. And try, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking time to make a game. Just don't become overzealous. Yeah. And greedy. And greedy. Greed is a killer. Uh, yes, indeed it is. Um, cough, cough, electronic arts, uh, cough. Uh, we're looking at you. And that's that's the <laughs> other thing where it's like, oh, no, look, the ship, the ship of, uh, what, it, 
the the Telltale ship is sinking, and the Bioware ship's not looking great either. Uh, Andromeda two? <laughs> no, please! <laughs> Come on! I'm honestly no, not Andromeda two. Anthem. Anthem yeah. is the one that I'm not sure I've played Anthem. It's coming out. It's the new game from yeah, exactly. Can you refresh my memory on Anthem? Sure. Well, okay, we're gonna take us quick. Quick sideline, but like Anthem is the new game from uh, what is it from Bioware? From Bioware, in which you play some people in some mech suits on a world that shoot and hunt things. That's about all we know. That's so all Mass we... Effect and Monster Hunter combined. Yes, that's <laughs> all we know. All we know is there are mech suits and there's a really fake chatter and. Where everyone talks like a perfect commando, and uh, it's uh, it's an MMORPG mixed with a single player experience, and I, that's it. That's How it. is that gonna work? Oh, oh, it's gonna be well. It's like World of War. It'll be sort of like World of Warcraft, where there's a linear story, Wait. and it'll be like Destiny too, where it's like there's a linear story, but you can you can go and do dungeons with friends. Okay. So is that that's kind of like what they're planning with Fallout seventy six, right? It's yes. Be like single player esque, but still kind of like an MMO. I Cor- guess. Correct. Um, but Anthem, the the problem is, is that uh, nobody knows anything about it. Mm. No one knows. Not even the developers. Uh, well, doesn't <laughs> seem like it. Doesn't they we were really, talking about? Everyone's that. like, hey, so like developers of Anthem, what's going on over there? And they're like, oh, we're gonna like, we're gonna release some story content. For free, free DLC story content. And everyone was like, be great if we knew what the story was. Yeah. Perhaps. As long as it's not another No Man's Sky. Well, it might be. Uh, uh, don't no, know. it won't be. Oh, no. Well, that's true. Because it's not being that, overhyped. Yeah, there's no hype no one, whatsoever. No one knows anything about it. <laughs> Everybody's terrified of this game coming out. Because no It's just like, what's going on over there? Um, I would say the difference between Telltale and Bioware right now, though, is that... Bioware is like the shambling corpse being puppeted around by EA. <laughs> like Weekend at Bernie style slash Larry King. And <laughs> just the horrible, emaciated corpse just like yeah. shuffling about. Well, and that's the thing. A lot of the developers who made Bioware what it was have been gone for years. Exactly. Like the, the true talent behind Bioware's game development that you know, from the games that we as a i think as a room think of as bioware's best games mm-hmm. they're gone you know what this yeah. they haven't been there in years yeah it also reminds me of what happened to konami and uh kojima productions <laughs> yeah because they were like oh kojima's gone guess what we're gonna do with the metal gear solid no. series oh, oh you mean no. konami yes it was konami yeah. excuse me they Kojima like, Productions is what Kojima made. That's, that's right. fine. Yeah. He's fine. As but far as I they know. were like, not, not the zombies. Yeah, Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> it's a co-op zombie shooter. Oh, uh, it's so, in twenty seven. Yes, it's so bad. It's so awful. So, um, just stab a couple of zombies with a stick through a fence. <laughs> it's it's true. just besides the <laughs> Silent Hill pachinko machine. Yes. It's just the most overt. <laughs> Like act of slander against a franchise, like I, how? It's like it, it is almost as if uh, Konami has Batista bombed their own series to the ground. Yeah. 
it's, it's just, just it's just yeah like spray painting graffiti on your own grave just like, like exact like reaching up just, out of just your defile, own grave file your defile. own grave it doesn't make sense it's like this game is dead before it releases, and yet you're still making it and still putting no, it out there. No, I think it was just some un, some unaware executive or something that's like, well, people like zombie games. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> so right, like and that and that was the only thought process. <laughs> They're like, which is ridiculous because it's an established IP, yeah, and he knows what the IP is. He must. <laughs> it, they, These well, people like, know they must. It's, it's like in like the tactical R- What is it? Tactical espionage action. They were like right. zombies. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's what tactical espionage action means, right, guys? Yeah, just uh, absolutely. That's definitely. what the series has always been. Am I? And then the crowning jewel in the uh, the crowning jewel in this horrible like debacle of a situation, at least for Konami was the DLC save spots. You could pay mm-hmm. addition you could buy additional save slots with real money. That is disgusting. The game the game said if you want more than 2 to 3 sl- save slots, you need to pay up. That's five, awesome. $5 for a slit for a slave so slot. Cool. Save slot. That's like that's like if Resident Evil made you buy the ink ribbons. And you're just like, what? Save. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you have to pay actual money to get more ink ribbons. Please insert dollar bills into the <laughs> yeah. console and you're like, what? Just, like, oh, no. <laughs> just throw right. the money. Playing it in one go. Here we go. It's like it's like back to the days of buying memory cards for your yeah, console. Do you, do you like it's just an arcade machine? Yeah. Do you like yeah. arcade machines? Just yeah. Now we can you can put you can have do an you arcade like machine. Insert in. coin. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Introducing the new Konami Game Master. It's coin based. <laughs> We'll have we'll have people come around to your yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. They'll install, install it and a, chain a it to your wall and so like you can't remove and it. And once a month they it. collect the coins out <laughs> of your machine. They actually install a meter system into the house that like you have when you want to to upgrade things in your Konami games, you insert coins into the meter and it like registers something at Konami's headquarters and then once a month like the electricity guy someone comes around reads the meter and collects all no, the it's, coins no it's it's just a much... designated coin collector who has a key to your home to go <laughs> yeah, yeah and just goes wants. in and collects <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't decide which is worse, them modifying your home or them having a key to your place. It's just like a dude just shows up in your house is like, I'm just here to collect your coins out of your, out of your game station. You, you walk in after work and you're like, looks like someone's been eating sandwiches. <laughs> it's the, the Konami, Konami collector's just eating your food. The Konami collector and both are with K's. <laughs> Konami collector. He's wow, coming like, to your house. When you, have a, Kong. when you have a collector infestation, call, call Commander Shepard. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god. Yeah, I can imagine that. Like a surly dude in a Konami vest just shows up at your house. It's like Mr. Shakedown in the Yakuza games. Oh my god. Like a dude's yeah. just like, hey, you got you like yeah. playing games? You got money? He just destroys you. <laughs> yeah. And then if you try to walk away, he insults you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you better run. And I'm like, come on, man. You're in my house. I've already, I've already Please don't insult me. <laughs> Just this is impolite. Please boil, stop. Boils down to a guy taking your money in your home. Just take my sandwich and go. <laughs> yeah, I was just eating lunch. Please, I just want right, to I have my sandwich. When did I get back to fourth grade? Yeah, I don't want people to take my lunch. They just take the game away from you if you don't pay. <laughs> what, you thought you owned this game? 
<laughs> no. Honestly, though, that sounds like they'd be doing you a favor. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. That is, that is absolutely, is it's oh horrifying. But yes, to 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 bring it back yeah. around, Anthem is a horrifying. Is what <laughs> will eventually happen to Bioware, the likes of which, like. Anthem is to Bioware what Minecraft story mode was to Telltale, in that people were very hesitant about it, and it doesn't look like it's going to be good. And we don't. Well, now, how, how could you say? We I know, know virtually nothing. That's the thing. But if it was going to be good, we would. They'd be advertising. You know about what? Probably. Yeah. You know what? Game didn't point. do this. God of War. The new God of War advertised all over the place. You know what else is advertising all over the place? The new Cyberpunk game. Tons Uh, of people are seeing gameplay of that. Huh. It's weird that Anthem hasn't shown anything at all. Bit shady, one might think. Uh, Perhaps. A bit cell shady. Oh, Oh, no way. Yes. Oh, Oh, excellently done, Jim. Bringing it back. Yeah. God. That is the one thing I hope. I hope that, like, a studio comes back and they do the cel-shaded thing that Telltale did in the first five minutes. And then, after the title screen, they go to a completely different art style. And they change it up. Or do, like, they're like, oh, you think we're going to go do the cel shade thing. But actually, we're going to... Oh, look at that. We're going to make a, a whole new game. And it's going to... Kind of what the first Nier does, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. They're just Changes. dancing on their grave at that point. <laughs> this is true. Honestly... You pull it off. I, I, I Yeah, I, I would... It's the sad thing of like, <laughs> t- telltale taken too soon. We we hardly uh, knew ye, and also like nice. towards the end it got kind of toxic. So we hardly knew ye, and by the end there we were pretty sure we didn't want to. Yeah, it got a little weird at the end there. That sums it up. Um. So yeah, I I, I think that it is I it is definitely with a heavy heart that we say goodbye to to telltale. Uh, what was once a, a revolutionary studio that put narrative first and provided us with a lot of really fantastic character-driven experiences, uh, really amazing performances and voice acting, and some some truly insp- inspired looks into different uh, game universes and, and stories that we didn't think were possible. God bless you, Telltale, you beautiful, beautiful corpse. Ah. Uh, Careful there. Might get the wrong idea. What? No, no, it's not like that at all. Uh, yeah, leave the... You went in a completely different direction with that. I had only the good Die Young playing in my head. Good Die Young. Also, press F to pay respects, guys. Smash that F button. Smash that F button. That'd be appropriate for Telltale. Pay those... Like, it's a quick time event. Yep. You gotta you gotta hit... You, know, you have to hit... Yeah, yeah this, this one's time. <laughs> uh, so it's somehow even more disrespectful than Advanced Warfare. But you know who won't... Remember you have to respect this. in time. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> or else Come on. it's too late. You can never... You're frantically slapping F to pay respects. <laughs> you're, you're slapping that casket. <laughs> You'll never be able to mourn again. Um, the... Uh, and it's and then a little note appears in the top right corner. Telltale won't remember this, but Kevin Spacey will. Kevin Spacey will remember this. <laughs> Kevin Spacey will remember this. <laughs> Kevin will remember that disapproves. you forgot to pay respects. God, that's God. I I, I am yeah. It almost feels it is. It's like a surprise burial. It's just really sad and depressing and like. 
Surprise! Yes, yeah, well, hopefully they go off on a good note. Right, with Minecraft Not story mode. Not just with mode. Minecraft. No, like, maybe they will Maybe the Stranger Things. Stranger Things or The Wolf Among Us 2. I'd, li- I'd like that yeah, a lot. That would be nice. Yeah, that'd be but cool. But that's a stretch. Yeah, because I bet it would be horribly rushed. Oh, yeah. Like the last episode of the first <clears throat> season. Especially with oh, the 25 man. people they got. Yeah, right. Which, at that that's point, I'm, I'm not sure I want to wish for it then. I mean, they, they announced it a while ago. They announced it last year. And that's why I'm curious to look back at what they announced last year and how much they were actually working on of what they announced last year. I, and how much like, funding did they have and how fast did they lose it? Yeah. Like, well, exactly. apparently they were just starting up another round of financing when they were like, okay, when this happened. And they were like, all right, investors, who's up? And all the investors were like, nope. Not me. And bye. Not I. And then they were like, oh, we have no investors. We're closing down now because we can't afford it. It also suggests that, per- and because there's only a 25-person crew being left on board, it might suggest that they had announced a few things and they hadn't even come close to start working on them. Uh, right. I think uh, if your um, company is going to go ahead and close its doors after not having investors, like immediately after them like turning you down... I think that's just poor business practice. It is absolutely if that is the case. Yep, it is absolutely poor business practice. They don't know how to business because <laughs> they were a small company. Yeah, they were. That's the thing. They, I don't think they were expecting to be the kind of company that they, they are. They when hello they games this. themselves. Yeah, it also so. explains why they there was so much, not necessarily well, misinformation, but so. a, like a lack of communication <clears throat> amongst the developers internally. Because obviously a lot of the work staff had no idea they None. were even close to closing. None. So uh, the originally, so it premiering in tw- so the Walking Dead the final season episodes one and episode two. So episode one came out on August fourteenth. Episode two came out September twenty fifth, and that's it. For uh, status unknown, potentially canceled due to Telltale stu- game studio closure. This is uh, this is Wolf Among Us. No, this is the fu- the Walking or Dead game. The final season. The final season. Episode so they don't even know if they're going to finish it. No, episode two of four has come out. Right, and no one knows if the the other ones are coming out. Oh, boo! Which means that like that, the final the final nail in the coffin for the Walking Dead series will be an unfinished game. How could that, you do ooh. that? Uh, that would be really sad. The Wolf Among Interesting Us. choice of metaphor, nail in a coffin of a Walking Dead game. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh. Ooh, we're all about the that's, metaphors here. Um, didn't catch that. Look at that. It's just, it's why just, you keep English majors around. Yeah, it's just stuff. It's Maybe just, they'll be the Walking Dead for yeah. the remainder of the no, months. No, no, we, we, well, no, we discussed dead. that. That's Bioware. <laughs> yeah, right. It's 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 definitely Bioware. <laughs> but right now, it's like they already announced they're dead, but. That they continue on. Right. So The Wolf Among Us Season 2 was announced for um, 2019. And Untitled Stranger Things Telltale Project was also announced for 2019. Seems like not going to happen. I don't feel very optimistic about those. No. Um, Yeah. Game of Thrones Season 2 was also going to happen. Yeah. Mr. Robot 1.51 Exfiltration. Oh, yeah. They were going to make a Mr. Robot one. That would have also been really good. Were they going to get Rami Malek? <laughs> I, yeah, man. That'd be sweet. If hey, hey, if... Uh, the only good if, part uh, about that show. If the people who made Until Dawn can get Rami Malek, heck yeah, they can get yeah. Rami Malek. True. Who is Rami Malek? Uh, he's the dude in Mr. Robot. He also played... In Until Dawn, he's Josh. 
uh, if you've ever seen Until Dawn. He's a really good actor. I don't he, think I've seen either of those things. He's hey, in, let me pull he's up a picture in, uh, for you, Jim. He's in the deal. second Night at the Museum movie. Yeah, the he third, is. The third one. No, he's in the... Yeah, yeah. He's, the second? I don't know. Man, those are bad movies. <laughs> the first, first one's, one's good. kind of entertaining. Okay. Yeah, Rami Malek. He's a, he's a, a really cool actor. I like he's him great. a lot. Um, but yeah, oh, he's, he's playing Freddie Mercury. Yes, he is playing Freddie oh, yeah, Freddie Mercury right. in that biopic. Oh, um, I hope that's gonna be good. I, I really so do. Too. That'd be cool if it was. Um, good. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool if Anthem was good. Yeah, <laughs> and it'd be cool if a lot of things that should be cool were good. <laughs> it'd be great. It'd be Ugh. cool if 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 um it'd be really cool if Mass Effect Andromeda was good. Oh, or Cars the... Two. <laughs> or Cars Two. <laughs> One of the things that I've noticed with these sort of storytelling games, just as I have, as I have experienced them is there, there's this sort of um, trade-off that always happens between like funding and polish and gameplay being, you know, the really top end stuff on one hand and storytelling and polish of like thought and writing and character arc on the other and there's there's a balance somewhere in there Mm -hmm. that you know mass effect 2 and love it or hate it um dragon age 2 um i love it i love you and i can have a conversation about that later please um (laughs) The, they they seem to hit that point pretty well. Um, Origins had just this amazing layered story, and the gameplay was kind of laughable. Like mm-hmm. you yeah. could cheese the bejesus out of it if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, I I ran with three mages and just cone of colded everything. Oh yeah, that's nice. That was that was my strat. Oh, well, what do you know? Um, just cone of colded. And then, you know. You get to the higher, you get to the other games, you get to Inquisition, where beautifully polished gameplay, the story mm-hmm. is a little. It's, yeah. being, it's being kind of pushed around by EA, and you know they they have the the Bioware staff who are left have to kind of fight to defend the ability to write their story the way that they want to exactly they're Um, they're not able to go ahead and find a perfect balance of funneling their resources in the right ways so you you wind up with these really you wind up with i don't know games like um kotor 2 which was made by a pretty small studio Mm. um that like the story's amazing until you know they ran out of development time and had to cram everything into me to deadline. But I mean, if you get the restored content mod, the story's awesome. It wraps around beautifully and all the characters make sense and everything's gorgeous. Storytelling wise, the game is still kind of like a, it doesn't look pretty. Well, I mean, it's dated, but it's dated, but even but then, it also like, doesn't run pretty. It doesn't even run for the pretty. time. It's clunky. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's I, like playing, it's a D and D simulator. Every, basically. every time, mm-hmm. every time I've seen combat happen, I feel kind of motion. I get queasy. Cause everything <laughs> like jitters, jerks, jerks yeah. and slows. Well, and and like, especially one does that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially when you fire up works. like force speed. Oof. 
or any of the other things like the the force wave that like cause wobbly effects yeah. like visual effects on the Game screen just dies. high just... high resolution wobbles especially when <laughs> they're you not beat... high res they're wobbles <laughs> but they ain't high res especially when you beat kotor 1 like i did on an ipad <laughs> Ooh. oh man wow did you emulate that you just like put it on hard mode it's been a while don't remember oh my god you just picked up an ipad and we're like oh kotor 1 wow, let's KOTOR. do that I... so be it Wow. I mean, if you're going to play any game on an iPad that was on console, I nice guess one. that would be it. doesn't take that much controlling. No, I mean, so, you can pause it. So just right. pause, issue commands, unpause, let it roll for a round, pause again. Yeah. It's not the most fun way to play, but... He's also <laughs> attempting a playthrough of Bioshock on the iPad. God, no, man, that, that's, that's yeah, that's no That no. sounds like torture. That's, Why do you do it? It's because I hate myself, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, masochism... Yeah. Masochism confirmed. Yeah. I despise everything about it. Um, Morrigan approves. Morrigan approves. Morrigan will remember this. Uh, And so, yeah, like Pixel Hunt will remember Telltale in passing. We'll remember it. Right, guys? And all of you listening out there will remember it. And we'll all remember together. And laugh. Beautiful wax-covered dumpster fire descending from the sky. Yes. I can't remember what I ate two days ago. But you will remember Telltale. I will do my darndest. Um, so if, if you forget, we'll be here to remind you. Yes. Don't worry. Good. But yeah, so we are coming to the end. And if you like what you heard, you can find us online on SoundCloud. Uh, we actually, I take the show, edit it down a bit, get rid of a couple of things, uh, clean it up a little, and make it into a little podcast. So if you want to listen to any, if you wanted to listen to last week's episode, we've got it up there. And I'm working on getting all of our episodes backed up on multiple platforms, but for the time being, you can listen to us online on SoundCloud. All you got to do is look up Pixel Hunt, and it should be the one with a giant landscape portrait. Um, it's that Dark Souls picture. From- oh, hey, yeah. we yeah. still have that. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that's that is the case. If you do want to find, uh, if you want to find me on uh, Twitter, you can find me at a Pixel Hunt. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining. Uh, Tyler, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Why, of course. Thank you for having me. You are always welcome. Um, Does anybody have any final things to say to the nice people before we leave? I do not. No? Nothing? I'm afraid I'm fresh out of stuff to say. Nothing? Don't don't do anything I wouldn't do. R.I.P. Telltale. God bless you. Uh, So, thanks everybody for joining us, and we'll see you all next week.